Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, folks, back on the Boss Man Show, friend of the show, Brian Barone. SRUE Cougars out of the OVC up there in St. Louis. Brian, how things been with you, brother, since the last talk a couple years ago, man? It's been great. It's been great. Things are uh, things are going well. We got a healthy wife and kids, and I'm uh, healthy as a coach can be. So life is good right now. Yeah, it's been four years already, man. It's just you've been at SIUE. Can you believe it? No, I mean, because, you know, those two years don't even – I don't even know what happened. I don't know what year was year. We had a game every other day. For two straight years, you're just uh, you, you don't see people. You have masks on your face. You don't know where you what you know. You, you can't have pregame. You can't have postgame. You're just next thing you know, four years later, here we go. <laughs> so it's 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 been a it's been a pleasure though. There's no doubt about that. No doubt for you. How have you seen the program grow? Because I know in jobs such as yours, SIU, we it's a developmental job. You have to re rebuild that thing from scratch. So how has it been having an administration who understands, hey, this is a rebuild and give you time to put your step on this program and, and look what you're doing now. Seven and four in non-conference play, top of the OVC. So it's giving you patience, let's do, do your thing. It's paying off. Yeah, I mean, I think you just have to have people that understand, like, what, is, what has been done, you know, what has been done here before and what hasn't. And, you know, you have to do things differently to get different results. And, you know, it's just from different things from travel to how you eat, to how you, how you train. Um, you know, I always talk about, you know, if it affects winning and losing, you got to fight for it as you're, as you're building a culture and establishing a culture that, that hasn't really now division two, they've had a lot of success. You know, coach Simmons was over at Eastern Illinois is a heck of a coach and he had a lot of success here in the past. So I do like the fact that there has been a winning tradition here um, at some point over the last, you know, uh, over its time, um, the last 10, 11 years hasn't been quite as much. So what you got to do is you have to fight for the things that affect winning and losing while you're educating on the things that, you know, you want those luxuries to, to take that next step. And, and we've, we've, we've really focused on ourselves and our team and, and, and building the relationships within our team. And, and right now it's paying off, uh, right now it is for us. You have a good mix, man, of younger and older guys, which is good to have because they have where it's in one that we go, I would go all portal, all old all the time. But I do feel like you need to have some guys up in, in that pipeline to come up and get those guys experience. So, so those guys graduate, you have some in house without having to have a whole new team every year trying to get people mm. chemistry come together every year. Yeah, I think it's you know one of the things that I like really even when I got the job. So I you know you get the job as an interim. Um, so that's, you got that stigma on you right away. You're going into someone's house and, and they're talking about like, are, you know, are they invested into you? And, you know, I, one thing that I, you know, you get a lot of, in, you is the administration invested and, you know, fortunately, you know, they, 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 they were, but initially, um, it, it was, you know, it got a lot of it. Oh, can you see me? I sure can. Okay. I just, something just, okay. I'm sorry. You know, these computers, come on, I'm getting <laughs> yeah. too old. It's my birthday in a few days. So, like, I, once I hit 45, I guess I'm not going to remember how to do anything at this point. I was going to ask you about this. He took, took my, I was going to ask you about your birthday. He took us for thunder, Brian. It's all good. <laughs> no, so that, so, you know, when I got the job, one of the main things, and, you know, talking about Memphis, we were uh, a little bit ago, um, you know, you, you get advice from a bunch of different people who just go get older, win right away, establish. You know, and and I understand that, um, but I think in coaching, one of the two hardest things you got to do is you have to have that honesty within who you are and to your team, 
and you have to build genuine relationships and you do that by sticking true to who you are. And, you know, I, I thought like, you know, when we first got uh, the job here, um, I went and got uh, Lamar and Shamar Wright and they were skinny uh, um, little guys that had a, a lot of talent uh, probably weren't going to impact you from day one from a physical standpoint. Um, but they were who I was about and they were what my vision was. And we've done a pretty good job of sticking to that. You know, the next year you get, we have a lot of players, but you know, Rayshon Taylor, a uh, local guy, um, again, a freshman uh, invested into this program. And every year I think we've had a good job of re retaining guys um, while also adding in some, some transfers or junior college talent. And that's just what I know. And that's what I'm, I'm comfortable with, you know, I got into this business where it's all about building those relationships and having that family concept and, and vibe. And you can't do that year in and year out with, with 13 new guys. Now we have a guy, Jalen Hodge, who's a one-year guy from James Madison, who's impacted our program because he's our kind of guy. And uh, so it's just, you, you just got to balance it, I guess. I mean, so he said something so, so, so great is about fit. Cause I feel like it's still not talent might be, it's not the right fit. It could ruin your chemistry. You know, being around the NBA, you know, and I've been on the NBA, we know a trade or a signing and does not mess with the chemistry of the locker room can wreck a team. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to accomplish together. So it's that fit piece is so important when you try to go in that portal, find a guy to fit the program and what your vision is. It is, you know, it, it, it's it's such an important like. I was a transfer. You know, my dad was the head coach of Texas A&M. He signed me. I got him fired. That's on him. Like he should have got a better point guard than me. But the um, so so I understand. There's reasons that guys are leaving and going, and you know it could be from you know maybe it wasn't the right fit for for them at the place they were at. And you know one of the things I always talk about, like I want to recruit guys, and I want to show you how much I want you because of X, Y, and Z. I think you can fit uh, in terms of our style of play. I think you're the kind of character we want. We need your position. But I also always tell them, I look across them from the table and I say, you know, I want you to want to be here as well. You know, for that, you know, I, I you know, I don't want to just convince you to be here. I want that relationship to be where like in those dog days where we're looking at each other and you're wanting to like think of some kind of way, some some kind of thing about me when I'm telling you to touch that line an extra time or two. We got to understand that the two of us chose to be here together. And I think that's part of that fit, you know, and you say about the NBA, like when the Grizzlies turned everything around, down there, my dad and brother were down there. They went and got Tony Allen. They went and got Zebo. They had Shane Battier. They had a bunch of, you know, uh, Pau Gasol before Pau, people knew Pau. Like, those were guys that were establishing a certain kind of culture that they needed to be special with the Grizzlies. And uh, even Jason Williams, how are him and Hubie Brown going to fit? All those kind of things. They were all the right fit that they were doing. And now they've, you know, they've kind of taken off in these last couple decades obviously and and I think that you know when I was fortunate enough to see that kind of leadership in my own house on the importance of fit and the importance of culture um I'm trying to just mirror that here crazy man yesterday seeing the pyramids in a bass pro shop that threw me off man <laughs> they're right I don't even I don't even want to hear that <laughs> I was like really the pyramid where I should go watch games is now a Bass Pro Shops. I said, I can't go up there. I'm not doing that. I, I remember that for Grizzly games with Matt Devlin, Hershey Hawkins. I, I remember it for that oh, stuff. Man. Not the Hawk. The Hawk. The Hawk. The Hawk was my hero growing up because he was at Bradley when my dad was at Bradley. So I, I Hersey was Hersey was a, as class act as they come.
Yeah, man, Brian, I'll tell you, brother, yesterday I saw that, man, it, it hurt my heart when they told me it was a, a bad scroll shot. <laughs> it hurt my heart to the core, man. But talk about this, man, like, you know, the Hawks had a we, – we won an overtime against the Bulls, and it was a close game. It was all the young guys out there. Griffin yeah. and, J- and Johnson was two young guys from Duke who got us to win on, on a great play, drawn up by Coach Prunty. So talk about winning close games for your guys, you know, you don't. Yeah. You, you can do it in practice. Put time on the clock. It's not the same. Without a referee, without you know another team there, it's not the same. So what about winning close games. Teach, teaching your young men about executing that last five minutes of the game when it's really close. Because as we, you and I both know, it's about possessions. It's not talent. Yeah. It's possessions. No, that's a great question. I think you know I'd be interested to see those guys. The Hawk. Like I wonder how many times they failed um, in some close games. Uh, you know a year or two ago, you know, whatever it is. And I think that's, you know, we just had two close games uh, uh, this week against Missouri Valley opponents of Bradley and Illinois state and um, didn't capitalize uh, on some late game situations, put ourselves in position to win. I think it's a fine line of, you know, you you have to understand, you got to go through some of that through experience. Well, how do you get the experience? Well, you got to be in those games. Well then, you know, you then got to watch the film afterwards. You got to not just say, Hey, we needed to execute better. Uh, you need to show them why uh, you need to show what, you know, and it starts with myself. You know, I got to look at, did I have the guys in the right position? How much time did I spend in practice talking about these scenarios? Um, and then you just got to continue to educate. You got to, you got to build them up throughout it. Cause sometimes when you lose those close games, you want to, as a coach, it, it feels good to, to yell. It feels good to, to, to say we could have done this better, but if you make it critical in terms of how to learn, um, I think those games will eventually turn in your favor if you continue to be in those type of games. No, I feel like film work is so important. You know, a film work, uh, getting out because I've a lot of guys. I'm, I'm visual, uh, Brian. I'm very visual, so I know when I play football. Watching the film for me helped me seeing what a defense do. So I got in the field. I knew how I got leverage they could play man or zone or combo or whatever. So for me, film work is so important. And also, I feel like when a young man's IQ gets gets the, that that mind IQ where you can kind of see before it happens. It's one like a young man's really developed as a player. It really is really a guy you can trust because you can do that mind mental in your mind and get on the court and do it. It's like easy to you now. Oh, I remember it's on film. Let's just make it happen. Well, and that's a great, that, that, that's a big time observation because what you do, you know, your preparation, preparation allows you to start have better uh, reaction. Um, in, in, in my opinion. So you go in there, I, you know, I have 90 plays I'm sitting there and, you know, you probably call like five of them during the game when it's all said and done, but you're always playing these scenarios in your head and you're always, you know, what am I anticipating? What am I thinking? What do I see going into the game? And then ultimately at that time you have to react. So you just want to continue to be prepared through that film work, through the scouting reports, through just like talking and walk through um, so then the player, like I always tell our guys, like, I can't do what you guys do. You guys are good, man. Like you guys can hoop. I just need to put you in a position where at that moment you have been there before you you're recognizing it and now let the player play. You know, if it's a reaction to kick to the corner or to put that shoulder down and get to the rim, I got to trust the player to do that. And, and it's, it's sometimes hard as a coach. Cause, um, you know, as many times as you want to be perfect. And you want to say, oh, no, this is what we should have done. If you really look at it, there's a lot of times that a guy goes and makes a shot that I didn't draw. And, and they're big shots. And you just have to allow each other to kind of play off each other. But you do that through the preparation of film and, and scouting. 
no doubt. And I'm seeing OBC standings. I mean, you for the most part, you look you all doing pretty good now. Carlos, most of your 500 or above, your Tennessee State or down above 500. Talk about OBC and the newcomers in the OBC there with Lindenwood, Little Rock, and uh, USI are playing well right now. So, getting a tough year in OBC looks like all up and down, up and down. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's a it's a big time league, you know. I, it, it's um, you know, the the I've been in it now five years with as being an assistant as well, and going on six. I think that the talent in this league, you look at the amount of NBA guys that are in there, just for lack of a better term. I mean, that's you see, there's probably six, five, six or seven current NBA guys in the OVC right now. Um, I think that you know, you 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 lost a few teams that people knew, but like Little Rock is is always been very good. It's a very good program. USI is prepared to go to Division One. They they have administratively and, and basketball wise, uh, and probably all sports. I know basketball better, obviously. Um, they're prepared to do it. Lindenwood is carrying thir- almost thirty uh, uh, athletics programs, so they know what it takes to run an athletics program. Um, and then you got Tennessee State who's playing really. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a league every night in a, a day in and day out. You're going to have some competition, and, and there's a lot of tradition and history within the league as well. And there's a ton of talent. There's a ton of talent. No doubt. And I, I told people that they'll be okay without Belmont and uh, Murray. Mm-hmm. They'll be okay. Now, some rivalries went, went away, but the league's fine. The stand does a good job. So does Coach Kyle do a good job as well. And Daryl Walker, so who was down here at CAU for a little while here in yep. Atlanta. So it's like, so it's like, hey, and it's going to be okay. And I see it. You know, I see the talent growing. And I feel like with, the super seniors and the a lot of the COVID year guys a little bit older, so it's gonna be even more party basketball. So it's like you all competing against Bradley and Illinois State being those games. Not it's not shocking because guys a little bit older right now. Yeah, I mean we it, no, that's a, a, another great observation. I think you know with our team in particular, we we really work on the relationships and the culture, and that's that's allowed our retention. You have two preseason all OVCs guys coming back for the first time in school history. Um, that we've had that we have a lot of, um, you know, uh, you know, you got the right twins that are, that are essentially four starters from the previous year uh, in some capacity. Um, I think that's very important because I think, you know, the guys who are in the league uh, and the guys who have seen the league grow uh, within our team respect it. And they're like, oh, this is the right place. This is high level competition. You're treated well here. We, you know, coaches care about us. The players care about the coaches. I, you know, they, the way they treat my wife and kids is, is um, you know, just a, a blessing to me. So I think that if we, you know, as teams and tradition, you know, continues to be uh, built upon and looked at, you know, a team, uh, the conference like the OBC, they've done a great job of marketing and branding ourselves uh, with, the you know, the tournament where it is in Evansville. And they're doing it again these next few years. I think it's just uh, we've really sustained what what we've built on over the last several years. No doubt, no doubt. What's with on the road? We'll, we'll we'll be on the road in DC and uh and in Miami when you all are in Evansville. So I, mean, I can't go up there and see it. I want to go up there and gamble. I told Stan, I'm like, Stan, I like, I like to gamble. That was good. I like to gamble, man. So when I come up there, I want to go to the casino when I come up. Well, come on up. You can come. You can gamble on a Tuesday, some random night too, and, and catch us practice and see us play Thursday. You just you name it. We got you. No doubt, brother. And talk about you. I saw you sign two guys, man, Jordan Pickett and Ethan Yance. Talk about those young men. Which is how you see them in your program next year when they get to you guys. Yeah, you know, one of the things that when I first took over, I really wanted to establish a better local uh, presence, uh, you know, presence in recruiting locally. Um, uh, uh, J.P. Jordan Pickett is 
uh, a big time player locally. Uh, I think he can come in and contribute from day one uh, for a variety of reasons. He has the ability to get, put the ball in the hole. Uh, he also has a very good IQ and his body is, um, you know, he's, he's a big, strong kid already. Um, so I'm excited about that. Uh, we've done a very good job locally um, creating a buzz with, with the kind of guys that, that the community is used to. Um, and then they also have to have the right kind of surroundings around them uh, because it, there's a certain kind of pressure locally. Um, and I think JP is definitely uh, capable of doing that. And then Ethan Yancey, uh, he's originally from Houston. He's out in the West, uh, Western Kansas, playing one of the best junior college conferences in the country. Um, really has a knack to score. He's got good athleticism. Uh, that was a very big sign for us. Uh, had a pretty high reputation and, uh, you know, had a lot of options and and really kind of fell in love with what we were, how we want. I, it, again, that goes back to I really wanted him, but he also really wanted to be here. So uh, to his credit and his, his surroundings, the people around him, they they didn't want to look for the next thing. They wanted to look for the right thing. They felt it was it was us. So we're excited about those two guys uh, coming in for sure. That's what I want to wish you. Happy, happy early birthday. Your birthday will be on the Thursday. There's a happy birthday, early birthday. So what is your plans for your birthday? I know you have a game on the weekends. What are your plans for that night with your wife and kids, man? No, that You know what? I have learned that my birthday doesn't matter anymore. And my birthday is more about what the four little ones want for my birthday. So we are going to definitely have some sort of cake that I'm sure one of my daughters is going to pick with a flavor. Uh, I get to go to, we're actually going to read at my kid's school. We're doing community service that morning. We're going to um, then go to the Christmas show. I'll have four kids singing uh, eighth through kindergarten. So that'll be about two hours of me sitting in uh listen to a lot of glorious music uh, that evening. And I'll probably uh, hope to get them to bed and uh, maybe sit down and, and talk to my wife for about 10 minutes when it's all said and done. But I wouldn't have it any other way. That's that's what family's about on my birthday. I got one more for you. Your birthday is two days from Christmas. So how was that growing up? Did you get the, did you get shafted because it's so close to Christmas? Yeah, you know what? It was, and my brother's is right after. It's December thirty first, so he always had the, you know, he thought everyone was celebrating, you know, his birthday it was really just New Year's. But the, uh, uh, for me, I, I, I figured it out strategically. Uh, it took me a few years, but you go big on your birthday. All right, you go big for what what you wanted on your birthday. You typically didn't didn't get the big the big ticket item that Santa could follow up with 10 days later. But you, what you really did a good job of is you appreciated everything that I got on December 15th. You acted right. You were very graceful for everything. And then you just threw in there like, no, it's okay. I didn't get my remote control car. I didn't want it. I got everything I wanted. And usually Santa stepped up about 10 days later, but I had to appreciate everything on the 15th, but it took me a few years to, to figure that one out. Yes, <laughs> indeed. I'm glad I'm in March. See, my mom is January 9th. So okay. my mom kind of she said something. She said back when she grew up, she said, Well, it's like, do you want this this or this? She had an option. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, you just, you know, yeah, yeah. You you reestablished your plan of attack on okay, this didn't work. Maybe I, you know, I was like Ralphie in Christmas story. You just you had to go after that Red Rider BB gun the right way. And eventually that BB gun showed up. <laughs> yes, indeed. We're Brian. Good to talk to you as always, my brother. Hope to see you soon. I'll look at the house kids. Hope I can catch you in Tennessee State or Evansville this year. Uh, we works out on an off day for him. So I'll be, I'll be cheering for you as always, brother. I'm good to talk to you again, man. Thanks. It's great. Thank you for having me. I always, I always appreciate it. It was a lot of fun.
Anytime, buddy. Be safe. See you soon, man. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.